Hi, I'm Dr. Farah Kamengar. We're here at the SF Derm Eczema Symposium and 100 Year Celebration, which is really exciting. And I am joined by Stacey Williams, who is absolutely amazing. And I'll, I'll do a full bio as well. So Stacey Williams is currently the Vice President of Marketing for Dermavant Sciences. And Stacey has been working with the dermatology market for eight years and has been in various healthcare commercial roles for 25 years. Oh. She wants to be known as a true integrator that delivers visionary leadership in the complex world of healthcare. So thank you so much. Oh, for thank me. you for having me. Yeah, thank you. Um, I think that's literally the one of the main things I wanted to talk about today. Yeah. So um, how to manage the complex world. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> If I knew that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so welcome. Thank and you. anything else you want to add to the bio that I missed? No. All the amazing um, things you're doing? Well, gosh, that was a lovely intro. And I just want to thank you so much for having me when you invited me. I was thrilled um, because as working in manufacture, as a manufacturer of a drug product, like our role is different than the dermatologist, but we play a part in this ecosystem. Yeah. So thank you for having me. I'm excited yeah. to talk to you. Oh, yeah. Thanks for coming. Yeah. And the main two points that one of the things I go to you often and I find people in your role first of all just really know this so much better than the physicians I think comp there, our field of dermatology has become really complex yeah. even this morning I actually had clinic before I came I think I had maybe three or four patients that we did the clinical exam we diagnosed the thing gave the prescription and then it was like five to ten minutes of talking about this might happen with your prescription yeah. this might happen to this and then we'll do this and then I know once they leave, they're probably super confused by yeah. all the things I said because yeah. they're like, why can't I just go pick this up? Yeah. And then on the back end, when I leave, my staff is there still working on that yeah. script. So yeah. one thing is that is I think you have a really good history of, which I think as doctors, we know little bits of it, but maybe not the full history. Yeah. How we came to this point where maybe 20 years ago, a dermatologist would see someone, write a script, yeah. hand them, hand that to them. Yeah. They would go to the pharmacy and get it. And where all these gaps have kind of started. Yeah. So that was one thing. Then if we have time, I'd love to talk about really cool things you're doing with women and health and inequality. Oh, yeah. I so, love it. I love so it. So if, if it's okay with you, we can start a with a full you. plate. Let's <laughs> do <a> it. <laughs> um, and then also I really at some point want to get to just your journey of how you've gotten to such an amazingly oh, impressive sure. position. Thanks. Other women that want to get to that position. Yeah. Because I think in the world we hear so much about all the negative things like burnout and this and yeah. that. But yet there are so many women like you who just have these really high level positions are doing amazing work. Thank you. Seem happy all the time. No. So, <laughs> I'd love to talk about that too. <laughs> but first the nitty gritty, I'd love to just hear about what your thoughts are of like, just kind of how did we come, get to this point? Like, why is it so hard to just get oh our gosh. therapies? Why is it so hard for patients? All of that. You know, um, it is so hard. And I, Every time I try to explain it to someone who's not in healthcare, like if like my aunt and my uncle are like, hey, I went to the doctor and I went to get this and they told me that I had to go through my PBM one and they're like, what do you, what does that mean? And I start to explain and then they're just like glaze over yeah. and they're like, I don't even know, like, what do I do with this? And I feel for them um, because for you all, in some ways, your prescription pad has become a suggestion yeah. that then needs to yep. go through this filter of approvals from someone who probably doesn't have direct care for that patient that you just saw. And that stinks. Um, and it also stinks for us that produce these really amazing new drugs that we want people to have access to, but sometimes they have to go through all these hoops to get them. Um, I find what I want people to 
understand or to do better and I and I'm trying is empower the patient or caregiver to demand more if if you write something for them and you spend the time talking about why this is best for them and they end up going to a pharmacy end up and yeah. the pharmacist says sorry we don't have on the shelf or you know your your insurance has a prior authorization at that moment you can say and it's like you can walk away yeah or you can advocate for yourself call the insurance to say this is why i need this so there are these ways to fight for it it shouldn't have to be so hard yeah but it is sometimes. It's hard. That's yeah. a really good point, too. Is a lot of our patients, specifically with like certain inflammatory conditions, yeah. if they have arthritis with it, if they have it all over, yes, they're not feeling the greatest. I the know. mood is already low coming in. Yes. They maybe waited months to see the dermatologist. So they're like, oh, maybe there's some hope here. Yes. And then they get that script. And then they go and there's like another hurdle. Yes. And it's hard. Yeah. It's, it like, it's really hard. But you kind of have to just, you have to be their champion, too. And I, and it's, it's tough for them because they don't know, I don't want to say blame, but they don't know who to blame yeah. because do they do they blame their doctor for writing a medication that's this expensive and their insurance wouldn't yeah. take? Do they blame the drug manufacturer for making a drug that's hard to get and is expensive? Do they blame the pharmacist because they didn't have it on the shelf? Do yeah. they blame their insurance? They don't. Who, it's they don't actually, know where to go to. That's such a good point because I think who gets the brunt of it first, it's the doctor and the team. Yes. And then now there's like the My Health Online messaging. Yes. So it's like, why did this happen? This doctor's the worst. And they get it. And so that yeah. happens and that leads to doctor burnout. So that's yes. a piece of it. Then you hear a lot, well, these drug companies are doing this and this. But it's like, well, they did a lot of R&D to get to that yeah. point. But it's there's 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 other forces in the back end that are really the barriers that yes. patients don't know of. They just don't know the whole. And, and, and for doctors, it's even hard to figure that out. It is, and I, you know, I'm old enough to remember there was a time in you know um, the '90s, I guess, even the late '80s, when there were only a few handful insurance companies. Like you wouldn't know, right? Yeah. Like okay, Aetna's covers this, Blue Cross Blue Shield covers this, and you wouldn't know. You'd have in your head today. You don't know because even if you have someone who doesn't understand that you have someone else carry a pharmacy benefit is different from your insurance provider. And then underneath that insurance, there could be a hundred plans based on your employer. Yeah. And so you as a doctor, you really, you have no idea. No one has it stamped on their forehead exactly what's covered and what's not covered. You're just doing what's best for the patient. And what happens at the pharmacy counter can be just like, it's a like wheel of luck yeah. to see what happens, which That's true. is really hard. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you think has changed? Like we know yep. there are these other extra pieces. Yep. But I guess I'm sort of like, I think as, as, as physicians, we're trying to just figure out like, how did it get so convoluted? <laughs> and it keeps, I feel there's even more barriers that keep coming up. And then the other piece yeah. you mentioned is, re- is the best part is the lack of transparency because doctors try to spend time getting back to like the 80s yes. mindset of like, well, let me just figure out what's in their I formulary. Know. And you can't. You, you can can't. look it up. You can ask. You can call the insurance. They no. won't send you straightforward things. No. You could even like ask. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. Then like our EMR tries to do it. There's some suggestions yeah. there. It's not always correct. Yeah. I guess what's two questions there? I guess I'm asking yeah. multiple things. One is why has it become so hazy? Yeah. Is there anyone that actually knows? Or is it just that there's so many pieces that everyone's kind of confused? Yes. I I mean, the U.S. healthcare system is super complex and the amount of players involved that aren't directly involved in 
health delivering health care has yep. grown. And so I think a lot of the pharmacy benefit managers have gotten a lot of negative press, bad yeah. press. And they didn't I mean, they're kind of a recent development, yeah. but they've added a layer of complexity. Um, I think in dermatology, especially what happened was it was right around 2015, 2016 that the insurers started looking at where they were spending a lot of money and dermatology all of a sudden popped up. And it was also the advent of a lot of the biologics yeah. and systemics with big price tags on them that they were paying for. So when that happened, obviously they run this analysis and they're like, okay, we got to figure out how to manage the spend in dermatology. And so what before was you could write whatever you wanted and it was filled and covered. Now it's, wait a minute, this isn't covered anymore? No, we reworked our formulary. Um, and it was the change from really topicals and orals to these yeah. biologics yeah. and the price tags that changed the way they look at things. Then enter in this other level of complexity, which is the manufacturers decided, well, we need to help things be affordable. So we're going to do copay programs to help offset savings programs. And then the insurers are like, well, if you're going to do that, then why do I need to pay if you're going to pay? Yeah. And so it be okay. It, now yeah. it's become, well, now you're the main payer, so I don't need to pay. So I'm only going to pay for these and you can do this over here. Yeah. Um, but you can't use your program for anyone with government assistance. So no one knows this. Like no no patient or consumer really no. understands. They just want to see you. Yeah. Get their medicine. Get their medicine. Have it be affordable to to them to yeah. fit in. Um, and take it and get better. So That's, yeah, they don't understand all these all these like little complexities. Yeah, these spikes. You that bring go up on. a really good point actually, because I had a couple of patients this happened to last year, and then I learned this trick or like to be aware of there was one program for different biologic that um has like a pretty good savings program yeah. but it's meant to pay like the co-pay yeah it lasts all year yeah so basically what i found for two of my patients it was like march or april they're like i ran out of the program i can't do it anymore mm -hmm. i was like how did this happen yes and then we kind of traced it back and they basically instead of the insurance paying just were using the company savings yes. program and it just used it up obviously yeah. at like yeah. a really short amount of time yeah. so and the patient just had bad flares the rest of the year. Ah. But it's sort of like, it just, it would seem as, as, as I feel like in the medical field, we have so many raw laws and so many regulations that we cannot do. There's so many things we can't do. I know. Then you have the FDA, which is so regulated and yeah. so good. So you have that as a body. And then it seems like there's a little bit of probably controversial, but it seems to me like there's a little bit of lawlessness that's kind of happened yeah. a little bit around. Yeah. Because some of these things, I don't, I'm not like a necessarily like a corporate lawyer that would know these things, but it's mostly like that seems wrong. Like how are they allowed to do yeah. that? Yeah. So if in your gut you're like it's it's become it's a little bit right. like these these but I to what you said, I think it's just so new, right? That yeah. these things are being ironed out. Yeah. Over time. And I mean to be the answer probably is somewhere in the middle of of how we manage through this because, you know, we didn't get here everyone kind of is responsible for being a little like in the 80s and 90s like things were kind of crazy with like you were pricing things you were selling like you were you were really it was kind of a free-for-all so there needed to be things reined in um but then it was reined in almost to the point where yeah, nobody can get you can't yeah, like it's extreme the other way so there is and in the end what I always say is like it's the patient who probably doesn't understand the most that is the one impacted the most and the most frustrated. And, you know, they, 
people like, well, they can pay this, you know, copay, but you forget that people pay every month for insurance. Yeah. So they already feel like they're paying they're for paying insurance. Already. Yep. So when you give them another bill, well, why am I paying insurance if I have to pay then on top of it? And that's the the mindset. And, you know, $50 can be different for yeah. a variety of people. Yeah. Um, and you have to make that choice sometimes for your medicine. Yeah. So it, the U.S. healthcare, I'm waiting for some, there was a moment where, I forget who it was, it was the big um, consumer groups. It was like Amazon came together with Apple or Google, and they were going to look at healthcare, and they yes. were going to help solve it. And I think they even gave They gave up. I, I, I was right? following that trend. I was, I was like, like, okay, let's, let's like, see no what help. happens. Yeah. And you know, one of the things I always say, and again, I'm a physician, so we're always going to look at things your from your viewpoint. I do think part of the problem is that the not only in just these like insurance type of things, but also in technology and different aspects of medicine, the physicians kind of been pushed aside. I know. And I almost think, again, as with anything, if you're the front person dealing with a problem, yes. you should be somewhere in the solution. You should. Just like present somewhere. Yeah. You don't have to be yeah, the yeah. top guy. Not or... over here on yeah, the side. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like a lot of stuff is kind of just happening to the physicians. And the House of Medicine, um, the AMA, they're doing amazing work they're, around around all of this. But I do think it's sort of like they should almost be the first people everyone's like talk to before yeah. before you know things change because that group would know. Like, yeah. they'll tell you what what'll they're in clinic every day. They'll tell you what'll work and what won't work. I agree. So. I agree. And you know, for for us as manufacturers, we also want to offer up help um, for physicians to 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 deal with this complexity. And sometimes I think we assume you all understand it at a deep, deep level. And we're yeah. like, they know how to get through that. They can do that. And yeah. I don't think anyone does because your job yeah. is treating patients, not exactly. like understanding yeah. insurance. That's and so, but yet it's probably a huge part of your job. You're hiring huge part. like biologic coordinators. I, I read somewhere, someone said that they've had to hire at least two extra headcount just to keep up with yeah the administrative yeah. paperwork. Our department, we're a bigger department at, at PAMF, but we have an entire outside group now that just yes. does our prior auths because it's it started with the biologics and all yes. that, but now it's extended to even just your simplest Everything. and topical that comes out. It oh, could be I like know. a mixture of low-strength benzoyl peroxide with clindamycin. Yes. You do like a prior auth for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It's just kind of extended to. It has the control, you and know. And one question you may or may not have the answer to, why the patient savings card? Mm-hmm. Why not just like have savings? I don't know if this is like a hidden thing to ask. Um, I guess I'm sorry. I've always wondered this. If there is a budget within a pharmaceutical, yeah. if, if that question kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Or is it just that very small amount of people actually access the savings program and there's only so much of a budget for it? Or I guess it's sort of like, I just always thought that. Yeah. And, I, and that's why a complex question. It's why yes. a complex economic question. Well, it. so I'll make sure I understand it because I think it's actually a really good question. It's like, is it why have a savings program or why not just price the drug to be just a little less if accessible? And, I, and, like I, and, to, and also, as this a is like price. a really layman person's yeah. question because yeah. I'm sure there's so many complexities no, behind yeah. it, and I don't know how much the budgets are for these different yeah. things. But uh, it all—it's it, a great question, and I think a lot of pharmaceutical companies um, wrestle with how do they make sure that their drug is affordable and there's access to it, but at the same time, how do they make sure they can stay in business? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, And still, you know, develop products that, you know, one out of 10 aren't going anywhere. And so, and it, 
comes to, we also have to work within the payer system where you're negotiating access and price and formulary, and they also want a part of what the drug costs. Yeah. So you end up, everyone ends up kind of taking a That's a, a complex piece. deal that happens. Yeah. And in the end, right, you the 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 manufacturer doesn't bring home to to kind of feed the pipeline and the new products that much and so it's almost like a it's just like a snowball yeah because it's a it started question. and then we then we had to react to it then you react yeah. to it then we, and so the savings card is almost just a result of the fact that we've all snowballed right maybe Out of it was control. just like an idea like let's just throw this at it and see yeah see if it works and then the minute we threw the savings card I'd just say hey we can give that to you. Then the insurance and that yeah. will react another way. Yeah. Then you have to do something different, and it just feels like it's again. That's going to probably evolve to another story too. I'm sure, like five to ten years, and we talk, talk yeah. about it. It'll be like some different. Yeah. I think coping cards, savings cards. We've all been talking about this for a while. Um, they probably will come to an end at some point. Yeah. Um, the the government's talked about ending the programs, and um, because is it creating an artificial Right. environment when yeah. the manufacturer can pay so much of the difference for something you don't cover. Like, what if you just price the drug at $50? Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, that's the just, question. If that could just be done. Yeah. Um, and what was I going to ask you? Oh, this is a this is just my own personal theory. Yes. So there's a lot of people, doctors that are like, and prior us, these are the worst. Yeah. Prior authorizations really get in the way of everything. Yeah. And I understand insurance companies on their end have to bring in different regulatory yeah. things and maybe yeah. they're fine tuning it or figuring out yeah. what works and what doesn't work. So there's been lots of like sign this petition and I yeah. think those things won't work. But my personal theory is I think... I think, and I'm curious to get what your thoughts yeah. are. I think we can get rid of prior odds if we're really, really good at them. And my thought is like yeah. an insurance company, because I think I saw it happen for one drug. I kind of feel like they look at it and if most prior odds get done pretty quickly at a high rate, they realize, well, we just paid all these people to do the paperwork. Yes. It's not worth it. Doctors are getting this through anyway. Yeah. Just a personal theory of mine. So I was just trying to get all my colleagues, like just get prior odds done quickly, is get them done. Right. Because it's really, you just have to think about the economics of it. Yes. Have you seen any of that on the back end of any medicines you've seen prior auths loosen up for any different reasons and what those kind of factors yeah. are that might lead to prior auths decreasing? Yeah. I think the whole like just protesting it isn't going to work. It's like, no. well, let's work with, Get let's to work show. together as an ecosystem. Yeah. yeah. What things could we do Cause to, to lower costs on their end too? They don't have to have all these prior auth people doing things on their side. Yep. Um, yeah. So just any thoughts around that? I like your theory. How, yeah, or you can <laughs> you can think about after this and let me know too. Like, how do we do? Like, what movements can we make yeah. to just make it less less profitable and less you know, or or cost more money to have the prior auth and not have the prior auths? And that's what it, there has to be a consequence to the insurer that's negative in right. order for them for, because get, otherwise, if it's working and they're limiting the expense yeah. of that drug, why would they? change it right with the change right? it. like yeah. even if it's a pain it's still working to their goal and so your point is if the consequence actually is they're having to do a ton of paperwork and get approval for these because you're able to get through them they're going to be like it's too much admin too much work just to remove it because they're getting they obviously the, the PA was it's it's what the consumer needs yeah. and wants like they're getting through that drug they already stepped yeah. through this and so your theory is correct in that it's put in there to limit, to limit the yeah. use of the so drug. You just have to make and that so, less efficient. Yeah. And 
or the patient who, you know, really is the person um, who has the biggest fight in this battle to say, if this population is saying, look, these prior, all this that you're saying, like, that's just our our world. Like, it's a useless prior authorization because that is what this disease is like. And so they can fight the insurer. But I get that that's why yeah. should they have to do that? Why should I understand, but it yeah. is the nature of it. But yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah. It's, it's a whole thing. So we'll have to sit and yeah. watch and see how yeah, it evolves. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do want to get to all the cool stuff you're doing okay. with women and, and health inequality. That wasn't too. cool. We should be, this, this, <laughs> was very, this was very. This was prior are very cool. So cool. but more importantly, we're all going to do them really quickly, really fast. Get yes, them all approved. It's going to be great. And then it's yes. gonna, like we're going to beat prior odds. Big happy family. Um, yeah. But I'm thinking, any final thoughts we should say about this before we hear all about that? The only thing. I'll say is I I think we're all in this together and I do agree with you like there has been a rationale for almost everything that's put into place from how manufacturers price the copay program to what insurers are doing to what you have to do so it's just that I feel like every decision kind of was made in a vacuum of where they are versus an overall healthcare system and so I'm waiting for that savior to come in to Right. Basically, either maybe it's just going to blow up and we have to build it right back again. But um, it, the bottom line is I think we all can agree if a patient needs something and needs a drug and you, as a doctor, believe it, then we've got to try to make it affordable. And, just trying and to make it work. To it. Like that's just like the human element yeah. is key. Yeah. Because yeah. it's a tricky one because our old medications that are pretty inexpensive yes. are like dangerous to, to patients. Yeah. Some of them, they could get liver damage, yeah. kidney damage. We were almost told by the payer, try that first. I know. We have a specific thing. It'll cost more money to make a biologic because it's a monoclonal antibody. You have to grow it differently. It's not a small molecule we can make in a a lab. Um, And it just costs what it costs because of the process. But it's so specific. It's so effective. So it's that shift, too, of kind of how do we want to treat humanity? Is it just like cost-based? And it's, it's, well, it's okay if this will hurt someone's liver versus you know so it's, it's all it's, there's a lot of pieces there are and personalized medicine so maybe the tipping point yeah for all of this because in the end if you're prescribing something directly for how your makeup is yeah how does insurance handle that that's true you can't have this huge formulary when everyone's being yeah. really targeted Treated down to it's true like your even, genetic even makeup. for like psoriasis we now know there's so many Right, interleukins and different markers. Right, so even the therapies, one works better for someone, and then, and then we have we have tests now that we can see well, what is your type of psoriasis. So then, how do you deal with that? With that insurance, that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're right. The more the more and more testing we have, and the more yeah. personalized we can get, I think we have a better, better chance to right. So, well, this person needs this therapy because yes. of this. Yeah, it's proof. Yeah, it's yeah. just gonna proof. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's it. We try to do prior auths really, really fast. Yes, a little bit more development of testing where we can yeah. just personalize, and it's kind of yeah. hard to. Those, yeah. those are arguments you can't be. No, you can't. I'm with you. <laughs> I think we just figured it out. We just figured out healthcare. <laughs> we did. We did. <laughs>